Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast, bringing you encouragement and challenging believers to spiritual change and growth by applying biblical principles to everyday life. And now your hosts, Sasso Mendez and Ben Ariano. Welcome everybody to the Abundant Life Podcast. This is episode number 38 and I'm here with my good friend and faithful servant in the faith, Sasso Mendez. What up, Ben? 38. 38. That's a long, that's a lot of podcasts. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know, how many episodes do we have to get till it's like, you know, I don't know, significant amount, like a hundred. Like how many, I mean, how, how many years are we going to have to go till we get a hundred? Well, initially we we're like, hey, we're going to do 26, <laughs> 26 a per year. year, right? Yeah. yeah. Every other week. And then that's, eh. well, you know, and that's just, it is what it is. You know, summer gets busy when well, we went on vacation, Yeah, which, uh, was was good by the way. We 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 had the same destination, different weeks, but we got to we got, got to, to meet do, up. Yeah, we got to meet up one. We do dinner one night. We had some uh, fresh seafood, and uh, I thought it was good. I, I liked it too. I don't I, know if it was fresh, but it's good. It should be right. It's right there. The water's right there. I would imagine so. Yeah, it was a little yeah. pricey. A little pricey. Yeah, you think so? Uh, it's California. Well, I, I mean, don't, I don't know the the one that I the, the dish that I got for Diana. It was a it was a split deal, but yeah, I mean it was. I thought it was a little. I think mine was thirty, and then they got the pool boy, which was like nineteen. Yeah, ours was thirty six, thirty seven of each. If if I were to divide, it. I think it was a special for two for seventy five bucks. But you know, Eww. yeah. But I mean, it had thirty seven fifty lobster, it had lobster tail, shrimp. You know, had some corn, beans, rice. It was kind of like a seafood Mexican fusion type of type of deal. And our, our server was nice, right? You got the happy hours. So we were able to get the oysters. Yeah, at a discounted price. Well, Freddie got the, the asada fries for nine bucks or whatever it was. Yeah, it was good because so. he didn't finish them. You know what I mean, disappointed me on that. Well, he said they weren't all that good. I mean, wow. Uh, it's the fries. I'm telling you, man. It's, it's the fries that get you every time. They're not crunchy. But I mean, you put. You make them soggy and you expect crispy. It doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like waiting to eat your fries last. And that's why I like Ricardo's. Ricardo's, you, you get them crispy and they stay crispy. It's pretty legit. I've never had carne asada fries, Ben. You have to try them there, man. I had nachos not when we bad. went that one time to the taco place. Oh, right, 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 right. To uh, Oh, yeah. Well, that was when we had a, we had lunch with uh, John. John, yep. We came with John and... Yeah, that was that was a good lunch. Yeah, that was a good lunch. That was a good time. I feel like we lost steam. Like I, I was gonna, I'm gonna buy a shirt, and then I forgot, forgot all about it. Sorry, John. Yeah, you know, yeah. hit me up. Hit, hit us up on the podcast. Or yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to text hook, hook something up, hook up a shirt or something. Text me a shirt, and I'll go. I'll buy it off of you. You know, give me a good design. <laughs> so, yeah, but that was uh, we got we were able to meet in San Diego, um, which is nice. So we're able to see each other and hang yep. out a little bit. Yep. Uh, take a family photo. We could probably put that photo on this episode. Um, we could, yeah. Yeah, yeah no that, that was a good photo. Yeah. Well, we got bad news, though, Ben. Bad news. Yeah, we we, uh, we have some bad news. So it's funny. We go away for a week to San Diego, and we come back, and, and we get bad news. Yeah, we got we, well, we were gone two weeks from the restaurant. That's what right, happened. Right, right. It was, it was we, we weren't supporting them with our monetary uh, dinners. I don't know that it would lunches. Have, I don't know that it would have helped. No. I don't think so. Yeah. I think he was on the way out. I think, I but think I feel like we tipped the scales, you know. <laughs> so, so basically, more than one way. <laughs> so, so for the for the listeners and, and the viewers out there, um, Sasso and I, we 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 go typically to a, a little Italian place uh, just up the street here called Graziano's, and it's a uh, it's our go to spot. We go there, and it's a it's a, it's kind of an odd little place because he, it's Italian, obviously you can tell by the name, uh, but uh, they have some pretty good chips and salsa. And so we'd get chips and salsa, and then it's funny because we we typically not, didn't order anything typically that was Italian. We'd get a the Bronx Bomber, which is more you know Philly steak cheese type of deal with Italian sausage though and jalapeno. 
and jalapeno. Yeah, it was delicious. And extra cheese. And then we'd order wings. So there was yeah. nothing Italian yeah. that we nothing, ordered. Nothing, yeah, nothing Italian. <laughs> but but it was it was so good. And it was just, you know, it was our little spot. I mean, we we took half our church there probably. That's what I'm saying. Without that, we they wouldn't they wouldn't have they wouldn't have survived this long. I know. I know. So anyway, so so the so the uh the guy, uh the owner, uh sold it uh 2 weeks ago. Keith we yeah. barely found out his name. Yeah, we didn't even know his name. <laughs> and, and so apparently somebody bought him out. And this past Sunday, uh, we went to have lunch there. And to our surprise, when we walked in the door, we noticed that there was some different branding. I'm not going to mention the name because I'm not quite sure I want to. I wanna, we don't know it yet. Yeah, I don't, I don't, don't know what's going to happen. I don't know that I want to recommend this new place because I don't yeah. know. They've changed the menu a little bit. Yeah. Um, they took off the bomber, which is, um, yeah, that's, mm. that's not good. Yeah. The wings were the same. I did have wings. I did have slice. The slice was okay. Uh, was it, it? It wasn't much different. But the man was back there still. So when he's gone, is it going to be different? True. He w- and it was his last day. It was his last day. So. Well, Alan went tonight, so I should ask him. Like, hey, was, how was it? I don't know what he got, but he told me, hey, to Graziano's clothes. I'm like, yeah, bro, sorry, I know that. I, I gotta be honest. I was a little, uh, I was a little taken back, and I was a little sad Sunday. Uh, I was a little bummed when we left the restaurant. But what's crazy is this guy knows our names. Like he. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he gave you he gave you a, a, a phone number so that we he could. He gave text me his him. number, and he said, uh, well, "Like I was in high school." On again. the way, I was funny. On the way out, <laughs> on the way, he's like, "You know, uh, I'll let you know what's next." So I'm not sure what that meant. Maybe there's a Graziano Part Two coming yeah, up, or uh, Junior. Maybe I don't know. Well, they didn't take the name, so it's a different name. Uh, they kept part of the menu, um, all the all the pizza. Um, I think some of the Italian dishes, maybe the chicken parm. Um, but it's it's a pretty skinny menu from what it used to be, at least in my opinion. Yeah, it's not as robust. No, uh, yeah. it's not a full menu in my no. opinion. But yeah, the fact that they took out the bomber—that's um, I, I thought that was one of their, you know. Well, what she was saying is that the bomber wasn't on the board, was on a board and not on a menu, so she didn't even know that it was such a thing. So well, she said there was a lot of things that were either on the board or just in his mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, I and I get that, you know, you you, you gotta. You got to be organized somewhat, otherwise your customers. It's kind of like the hidden menu at at In and Out. My wife's like, "Why is the, what's the purpose for the hidden menu?" And honestly, I, I don't know. Is it just kind of for that little mysterious type of deal, or I, I don't know? Is it just it makes it cool because you know the uh, the secret menu items, the animal style fries or whatever, the four by four through the twelve by twelve. I just don't think it's official. That's what it is. And then people have asked for that, and they they oblige. But I don't think it's an official secret menu. It's just people have. Then they just call it a secret. And then they menu. just call it secret. But okay. Because then the, the workers know. And over there, it's like, who who knows what's hidden in that place? You know what I mean? There's a lot of... I don't even want to know, Ben. I don't want to know. You should have asked for menudo. Yeah. We might have got menudo. We might have got menudo. You never know, bro. With clam chowder. Clam menudo. You know what I mean? The viejo would have came out there and hooked us up, you know? So oh, man. It was a pretty sad day. It, it, it was. We're going to have to find a new uh, go-to spot now. How many people have we... Uh, oh, we've taken so many people there. Dr. Watson just showed up casually one Sunday. Or Brian. Sorry. That was Brian. Funny, Brian. Where he showed up that night where he didn't get anything. They didn't serve him. They're like, nope. <laughs> they were done. Well, that was the, the thing with us, right? Even when the, when, the, when the bomber wasn't available, because it's only available for lunch, they made, at the very end, the last two months, he made it happen. Right. He brought out that bomber. He well, made it. And that was funny, because when I first walked in on Sunday, uh, the waitress, I, I, I never caught her name, though. She was She's typically our waitress. Uh, she right away, she's like, yeah, there's no bomber. I mean, as soon as I walked in, no Dang. bomber. And I was like, 
no bomber as in like uh, today or like ever? Or like, she's like, yeah, it's not on the menu anymore. And I'm thinking, what does she mean? And then I found out. I'm like, I look at the menu and it's got a different name on it, a different name on the door. I'm like, okay, now it makes sense. They, they took the, they Do you think that lady's going to bring it back, the owner, the new owner? She said she may bring it back. She said that there's been some, some requests for it. Are they going to reprint the menu, though? Because those menus are pretty nice. I think they're the type of menu that uh, you, you can reprint pretty simple. And then it's just, it's just a slide. Inserts. It's an insert. Because she had talked about like people asked the day before. and Yeah. Or yeah. is she blowing smoke? And then we come in and like, oh, it's coming. And then it never comes. Possible. Charlie Brown. Know, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I'm heartbroken, bro. Honestly. But uh, yeah, we're going to have to find a new, uh, a new spot. I don't know. Or we'll give it a try and uh, see what happens. You know, We could. We could. We could text Keith. I guess I'm just sour. See what's next. <laughs> just sour. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, a pretty loyal guy. Uh, you know, it hurt me. Yeah. Because it wasn't the same. Like, I want my... Remember when we first went, it was 69 cents a week. Well, it was nostalgic because that was our spot. Like, we, yeah. that's just, hey, bro, you want to hit lunch? Yeah. Where are we going? It, yeah. it was almost yeah. automatic. Unless it's Whataburger or... Whataburger or Graziano's. Yeah, it's two options. Two. <laughs> you know what I mean? Left, left hand, right north hand. North or south? Yeah. Which one? <laughs> Beardsley? Are we going north or south of that? And then, yeah. yeah, that's pretty sad. So... We went with Pastor there. It's crazy. Oh, did you, oh, that's right. We did. Yeah. That's when we talked about the marriage conference and yeah, I forgot. Well, about bam, we made that happen. That's right. Yeah, good times. That was definitely good so times. Pretty sad. So, well, hopefully we find a find a new spot and um, yeah. If you want to sponsor us, you definitely can come on here and we'll try your spot for you if you want. <laughs> so, you know, we need to get a video camera up in here. So. We'll see how my phone works. Well, and speaking of video cameras, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump into a couple of things here real quick, and then we'll get into some content. Um, so we've had a couple of instances where we've been recording the podcast. Um, in fact, it was uh, probably the first couple times where we recorded, and we had some issues with our, our video camera. Uh, this last episode uh, that we had with Bob, unfortunately, uh, we were using my iPhone, and for whatever reason, the iPhone just stopped recording all of a sudden. And so tonight we're trying Sasso's phone, which is a newer newer model iPhone. Um, but what we would, what we'd want to do is is we kind of want to solicit and see if if there would be anybody out there willing to uh, send a donation in and see if we could raise some money for uh, for just a nice camera that that'll be uh, designated for the podcast. Uh, typically, Sasso and I wouldn't aren't looking to uh, make money on this podcast. We've put a lot of money into it already, uh, just to get uh, this nice microphone set up and and our um, all of our equipment. Um, and so, so what we're looking for now is, is just a camera. We want to get a camera so that we can appease our, our YouTube users. Um, we still would like to, to do video and, and grow um, that a little bit too. and grow that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's really cool is, you know, we've been, we've been looking at some of our, our statistics and, and one of the things that's, it's kind of driving us right now is we've, we've been seeing some, uh, some people that have have tuned in from other countries, and it's been really, really, oh, that's awesome. really neat to see that. I mean, we've had some even in in Southeast Asia. We've had them in Germ- Germany, uh, I think in Africa. I mean, so it's cool to see that the podcast is actually going out overseas. Um, it makes me think about you know how how missions works. You know, missions is is you know going out and and um, taking the taking the word of God uh, to all nations, tribes, tongues. Uh, just like it says in Matthew 28, and I've never thought of the podcast as being a a vehicle to get the to get the the word of God out there, but it it, it is in fact. Um, so so if if there'd be any any way, maybe God puts it in your heart to to donate to the podcast, uh, you can go to abundantlife.fm, and there's a donate button on the upper right hand corner. 
Um, and, and any amount would work. And, and even if you don't uh, uh, donate, uh, would you guys pray for us? Would you guys just, just pray and pray that the, that the uh, podcast would just continue to grow and to, uh, to reach all these, these countries and to reach uh, people, um, unbelievers, believe, both believers and unbelievers. This, the podcast was designed for believers to encourage believers, but we've had several episodes that, um, that walk you through the gospel. And so uh, we'd love for for non-believers to to be able to hear the podcast as well. Get into that today too, as well. Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Um, that's that's pretty much what the episode is about. <laughs> uh, so uh, so anyway, just thought I would throw that out there. If if God puts it in your in your heart to to donate, great. Uh, uh, but we do also covet your prayers as well. Um, so that's abundantlife.fm, upper right hand corner. You'll see a donate button, and uh, we we thank you uh, for that. And so with that said, we are going to kick off today's episode, and we've titled it Unadopted. So if you remember the last episode, uh, we had uh, the spirit of adoption. And so this is sort of um, kind of the other side of what that looks like. And Sasso is going to kick us off with the Webster's 1828. I think we're going to be referencing uh, Webster's 1828 a couple of different times. Actually, two or three times. I think we got two or three uh, definitions very today. Very nice, very nice. So, uh, People ask, why do you use that? Why do you use 1828? I like it, man. It's OG. It's, it's, so, <laughs> it's OG. Now our dictionary is perverted, you know what I mean? Like they have all kind of... Oh, it's ridiculous. Well, I won't get into that. That's, oh, a, different, that's a different episode. That's another yeah. episode, bro. Sorry, sorry. Uh, so unadopted, uh, basically not adopted, right? Not received as one's own. You know, I got to say, I, 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 I've never heard of this term. Unadopted. unadopted. Well, this is the first time I've ever heard it. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I mean, one of my favorite movies is um, I can't even remember it. Um, but it talk. It's a, it's about adoption, and it's uh, Mickey Rooney and his little boy, and uh, it just it's a you know father. I forget his. It's it's a it, named after a true story. If, if I told you, I, I can't believe I don't remember. Um, getting old, but um, and it talks. I mean, the the adoption. I think of those kids that that are left, that are not adopted, that are, you can go to the street. Yeah. When I think of unadopted, that's what I think of, someone that was just passed over. And in this case, nobody's passed over, but we make a decision to not to be adopted. Um, and then the wrath, so we have adoption, and then we have the wrath of God. What does wrath mean? The, pun, the just punishment of an offense or a crime, uh, which we find, that you can look at Romans 8, 1, and then Romans 1, 18, uh, God's wrath in Scripture is His holy and just indignation against sin, um, and Ben, that's what we don't have nowadays: is a just, a holy and just indignation against sin. It's a, it's a tolerance, right? Right. And we're all supposed to be tolerant oh, of yeah. sin, and it's okay. But um, God's not changed uh, since the beginning of time, and it's only tolerance uh, for people that um, or, or tolerance, or how, how do they explain? Open mind, open minded for. Like you're close-minded if you don't agree with what I say, but but it's only it's only intolerant if I don't agree with what you say, mm-hmm. is what it is. And so I'm it's completely biased. Like Rebecca and I were talking today, and that's what we're at in a society where we want specific outcomes um, only. And if it's not that outcome, then we call it all kind of things. You're religious yeah. or you're hateful. Yeah. yeah, it's like no, it's I have you know you're a bigot. We yeah. want a diverse opinion until it's my opinion, uh-huh. and then it's well, that's not diverse until somebody disagrees with you, yeah. and then and then you're intolerant, and that's the very yeah. meaning of diverse is having different opinions, right. which blows my mind. Right, 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 right. Uh, John. So our key verse is John three thirty six. He who believes in the Son hath everlasting mm-hmm. has everlasting life, Amen. and he who does not believe the Son of God shall not see life. But the wrath of God abides on him. Mm. That's immediate. It's over you right now if you're not uh, a born-again believer. Um, in the last episode, we spoke to Bob, and uh, he talked about his adoption and how 
um, how that worked and how that impacted his life. And uh, we also read verses that talked about the spirit of adoption mm. and how God, how good it is to be part of the family of God. Mm. That's one of my favorite songs, Amen. The Family of God. I it love that came song. came to mind right, right now. Yeah, and I love it. Uh, I wish we could sing it in our church. We had to maybe get Caleb and uh, see what he can do about that. <laughs> um, hence, why we call each other brother. Like, hey, good morning, brother. We exchange these uh, um, things in the morning. Uh, we talked about how good it is to be part of the family of God, but what about those who have not been adopted? Mm. Uh, what is their current condition? Um, I imagine a kid who was left behind in the orphanage as other kids were taken before him, and he looks out that window and he sees them going with their new family or uh, to a new home, and he's still there and he has not been adopted, and maybe he's been there years. Um, and I think, man, what a, what a sad thought. Maybe he's an ugly kid, or you know, whatever he stinks <laughs> or whatever it is. Right? He's just left behind. He's not right, right, taken. Right. Um, but sadder than that thought, uh, brother, are those who will be left behind on the day of the rapture mm. are those who, who will split how wide open because they wanted no part of the spirit of adoption. Mm. They went unadopted. Um, John three eighteen, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. Mm. Um, so if you don't believe you're already condemned, like there's, yeah. you're, your just punishment is hell. Uh, John three thirty six. what we talked about, uh, is he who believes the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Mm. Um, and the wrath of God is immediately upon us. It's like, I feel like it's a cloud that's over us, that's our doom, um, that constantly rains on us until we become believers, when we choose not to believe in God. And there are many in this world who seem to have no care in the world, and they are ignorant of their current condition. Um, and I think of those who have a massive heart attack, right? Uh, dear brother that came to feed in the last, uh, John, and um, mm. just one night he was at home and he was in his chair and he, he passed away, a massive heart attack, and he had no idea that mm. he was coming. He had no idea that he this would be his last moment on earth. Because, um, you, you know, you don't, you know, if your heart chooses to give out, that's it, right? It's, I'm out. Yep. Um, and people are in that same desperate, even worse than that desperate condition um, they are not a believer because that wrath of God is just, it's a ticking time bomb there. Mm. Um, oh, the despair of man who is ignorant of this, of his condition and shakes his fist at a mm. just God. Um, John twelve forty eight. he that rejoiceth me, rejected, sorry, he that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. I mean, we all know this, right? Judgment is coming for all of us. Yeah. But one will be judged to hell eternal because they chose not to believe, and one will be judged on the works that we did and the sins and the good things that we did here on earth. Two very different judgments right, uh, right, for right. us. Um, Proverbs eleven twenty one: though hand join in hand, the wicked shall not be unpunished, but the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Um, wickedness is always punished, but God will deliver those who have chosen to place their faith and trust in him. Um, and I always think of this like, as a kid or, you know, my daughter will say like, this kid always does this and they never punish them. And I'm like, well, maybe not today, but punishment is coming. And we look yeah. at the world, right? That seems oh, to be thriving. Oh, oh, man. Right. You go to be a senator or something and you make 250000 as your base salary and you come out $44 million. You're like, how does that, <laughs> how does that happen? Um, and that's just monetary increase. Does it mean that they're getting away with sin right. if they're committing sin, that God will always judge uh, the wicked and it, it'd be like me when I my parents like you know my parents uh, the bad thing is we went to the same church in school so if I did something that day the teachers would be like hey I need to talk to your dad and they'd go to your dad and like you know 
man, this stinks. <laughs> then I would see them talking, and then the longer they talked, the more I knew. Like the spank, every thirty minutes was one spanking. <laughs> so hour and a half, like okay, I'm gonna get through when I get home. So I better pretend to fall asleep, you know. And my parents never. I mean, we live like seven minutes from the from the church. So they're like, yeah, this kid didn't fall asleep in seven minutes. So and I always thought it's not gonna come. It's not gonna come. And the punishment always came, unfortunately. Uh, Matthew twenty five forty six, and these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. First uh, Thessalonians one eight through ten, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction, from the presence of the Lord, and from the glory of His power, when He shall come to be glorified in His saints. And to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. And then I want to illustrate, there's a difference, right, that God puts of the righteous and the unrighteous. So the unsaved, those that have chosen to reject him. He puts a distinct difference, right, between those who are adopted and those who are not adopted. Right, right. And that's why it's such a great thing to be in the family of God. And um, it's a fearful thing to be outside of the family of God and to have God's Mm. wrath hanging over your head. Even though you don't even realize it, even though you don't even, you're ignorant to it, it doesn't mean that it's an immediate danger to you. Um, and I always think there was this guy, we were uh, with Pastor, and we were going to Deems Hill, and we were hiking, and uh, we saw a couple rattlesnakes on the side, and you could hear the rattle. They were far enough where they weren't going to strike you, but close enough where they let you know, like, hey, you know, back up. Oh, yeah. yeah don't get in my, my chili. Yep. And uh, we saw this guy biking uphill, and he was struggling. And he had his headphones on, and he was on the very edge where the snakes were. Oh, and we man. tried to wave them, and he just like waved us off, and he just kept going. I'm like, all right, bro. Uh, I think he was okay, but you know. And there's people like that in this world that you warn, and they just, I don't have time for that, or yeah. I don't, I don't need God. And they're in that same crazy, like, ooh, you could see the judgment coming. Um, well, Ben, that was the bad news, but we do have good news, and we do have hope in Christ Jesus. Amen to that. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, pause for commercial, and uh, we'll, we'll be right back. Are you looking to apply God's truth in a practical way to your everyday life? Stay in the Fight is a weekday devotional written by Sasso Mendez. This short three-minute read looks at a verse of Scripture and applies it to life in a very real and transparent way. Sasso's blog-style writing is humorous, relatable, and a great way to align your thoughts with God's Word. Visit stayinthefight.online and subscribe to get notified by email when it releases each weekday. Stay in the Fight is a great way to keep God in your focus, and it's easy to share with others. That's stayinthefight.online. Okay, and we're back. So, uh, you know, Sasso, you had mentioned uh, the family of God. I do... I do uh, I do love that song also. I love when we sing it at uh, Freedom the Last. Mm, and um, yeah, I, I want to just reiterate how good it is to be part of the family. I cherish our time Amen. together. I, I love spending time in fellowship with the brothers in Christ. And I'm, I'm so thankful that um, I'm not an enemy of God Amen. or as Ephesians puts it, a uh, child of wrath. Uh, and then and as we mentioned, you know, the last episode, we were talking about uh, being a child of God through the spirit of adoption. Uh, but before I was a child of God, I was a child of Satan. Mm. And, and I know that sounds um, harsh. And I think the first time I had ever heard that preached was uh, John MacArthur. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty harsh. Uh, but you look at the scriptures and it's a reality. John eight forty four says, you are of the father, the devil, 
and your will is to do the father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character for he is a liar and the father of lies. Mm. Acts 13, nine through 10 says, but Saul, who was also called Paul filled with the Holy spirit, looked intently at him and said, you son of the Mm. devil, you enemy of, of all righteousness, full of all deceit and villainy. Will you not stop making crooked the straight paths of the Lord? First John three, eight says, whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. So this is clear. Um, you're either a son of, of Satan or you're a son yeah. of, of God. There is no middle ground uh, or, or, or being on the fence. Uh, every human being aside from, from Christ was born a child of Satan. And, and I know that that just, again, it sounds, it sounds harsh, but it's, it is, it is reality. Um, you're, you're one or the other. You always see, you always see these people that have these, um, uh, dichotomy, right? Where they say, oh, well, there's two types of people. And they'll say, there's the people that like in and out and the people that like Whataburger. There's, you know, the people <laughs> yeah. that like, uh, Italian and the people that like Mexican food. Well, this is the main, this is the main one right here. You're either a believer or you're not, you're either a child of, of God or you're a child of Satan. Ooh. Ephesians 2, 1 and 3 says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, that's a reference to Satan, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. So that's that's the reality. We were children children of wrath. You know, we were we we're not we're not born uh we're not born from the womb uh just sons of God. We're not we're not born saved. We're not born saved. We're not mm-hmm. born righteous. Um this this passage is clear that that uh, we are sons of of disobedience uh and following the the prince of the power of the air. Um again that's a that's a reference to to Satan and and living a life uh, of of sin and therefore de- uh, destined to the wrath of God, hence the term uh, "children of wrath." Mm. So, just like you mentioned, also it is a fearful thing to be outside of the family of God, or another way to put it, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of an angry God. Uh, and remember, God's anger is perfectly just and righteous. Um, without God, your your destination is hell. Uh, in Luke sixteen, there's a there's a story or a parable. Uh, I know there's debate over whether this is this this was an actual story or a parable, um, but the point is there there's there's a uh, there's a lesson here. Uh, the rich man died, and he was in in Hades or Sheol, and Lazarus was at Abraham's side. And Abraham spoke to the rich man, telling him to remember his past life. And I find it fascinating that in the life to come, we may have memory of the lives we lived before our physical death. And I think I think how how regret is going to feel for those that uh, rejected Christ, or like you said, you know, you're trying to warn the guy, hey, you know, trying to tell him about Jesus. No, no, I don't need him. I don't need Jesus. I don't need religion. I don't need God. I don't need any of that. That guy, I wonder how regret's going to feel. Um, you know, will, will, will for all you, eternity too. Well, yeah, I mean, and you're thinking about it for all eternity. It's because he says, "Remember," and I'm thinking, man, that that just tells me that there's got to be some sort of um, reference or, or memory of, of the previous life. 
Um, so I guess my question is, will you regret not making that choice to receive the precious gift of Jesus? And I think you have all eternity. And just like now, I think you look back at your life and the decisions you made. And um, sometimes you look, you know, you look at regret, right? Like I should have done that, or mm-hmm. I wish I'd have done this, yep. or I wish I would have saved this. Um, I, I missed that bomber. That bomber's really good, you know, <laughs> whatever. We regret not going in those two weeks. <laughs> those two weeks, we should have went one last time uh, before they sold the place. Um, but, you know, even more importantly is just, I think you would have that memory for all eternity yeah. you know, that you, and I think you come to mind those very instances where people reached out to you or your mom prayed for you or your dad prayed for you and you right. just rejected um, because you were just, you wanted to stay unadopted. You wanted to be your own man. Yeah, you wanted to do. You wanted, to, you wanted your way. You wanted to do your thing and feed your flesh, and, and you got it. And yeah, you got exactly what your you wanted. Desires, unfortunately, yep. um, so that's you know that's the bad part of it. But God says here, no, there's no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Which is a powerful truth that we know. So Romans eight one, there is therefore no con- no now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. Um, once we're born again, once we're saved, there is no longer that hell mm. condemnation. Mm. Um, we were saved from that. Thank, praise the Lord for that. Mm. Um, John eight eleven. If you remember this woman at the well, I mean, sorry, the woman caught in adultery. Um, you know, Jesus says, "Hey, where is your accusers?" Because they were ready to stone her. Mm. And they said, "Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. We, we're gonna, you should stone her." And yeah. then he started writing, and I don't know what he wrote, but he wrote, it was, it was drawn in the sand. Yeah. Little Facebook of the time. I don't know what it was, but people were putting people on, you know, just, I don't know what it was. People said it was the sins that they were guilty of. That Maybe they, he was writing down the names of all the accusers, you know, all those people who were sinners and, and accusing the woman. I mean, do you think he's you putting know. their sins? Yeah, people, that's what people say, right? Maybe. Like, yeah. Like your thoughts, you know? Like they said, it'd be hard to be Jesus's father, like Joseph, you know, like right, right. he gets mad at Mary and he can't hide that, you know, because <laughs> Jesus knows, I know what you're thinking, you know, he can't hide that from his dad. Um, and so he gets to that point and he's, and he's, she said, he goes, where are your accusers? Where are those that were ready to stone you and kill you? And she said, no man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee, go and sin no more. And Rebecca and I were talking about this, about spiritual life and living for God and uh, a lot of times we we were raised uh, not so much my parents, but to a certain extent in the church, it was do the right thing, be the right person, look the right way, carry the right Bible, uh, dress a certain way. But it didn't deal with the heart, and um, yeah. I think that was a Christian is, is religion, but it wasn't living for God. And living for God is twenty four seven. Yeah, nobody's watching. Mm. You, that's is that when you're tempted what do you do how do you act when you, you know people right. come at you sideways right you know how do you react to that mm. um and that's what i think well i don't think that's what god's all about the heart he talks about that and if anybody knew this woman's heart it was jesus right he knew her yeah. heart yeah and his response to this is i believe this woman had re- his response to her and, and makes me to believe that this woman had repented truly he knew that she had repented she wasn't yeah. sorry for being caught um, well, we've all been in that place, right? Where we're like, I'm truly sorry I got caught, but if you didn't yeah. stop me, I would have continued to do it. And you're ready to do it again, probably yeah. after you get out of right that situation. Right after, yeah. yeah. Right after, there's no look around real right, quick. Right, right, um, And so Jesus told her to go and sin no more. He didn't condemn her. There was no condemnation. Uh, she had found forgiveness because she had repented, and he did not condemn her because of this. Um, same thing with us, right? First John 1, 9, he says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful just to forgive us our sins Amen. and to cleanse us from all 
unrighteousness. What a powerful verse that is. Amen. Um, John twelve forty seven. it says, And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not, for I came not to judge the world. I'm sorry. Yep. I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. Yep. And that's what his whole purpose was. He came to seek and to save the lost mm. because he is just and he will have to judge. But his desire is that all should come to repentance, right? He's not willing that any should to go to hell. Mm. Um, that's our own decision, right? That's our own choice that we make um, because he is a just God. And if you choose to remain unadopted, that is your destination because that is the ticket you purchased and stayed on. And then you will go where you want to go. Uh, Romans 8.34, he, who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us, who also prays for us. Mm. What a powerful uh, prayer partner we have in him. Um, so, Ben, how do we get this hope, and how can we become a member of the family of God? Yeah, so before we get into just that, um, I'm going to go through uh, a couple of verses here. But um, I got to say, I love the I love the verse that you mentioned uh, from uh, Romans 8.1. It's probably not only just... Uh, my favorite book of the Bible, Romans, but it's possibly one of my favorite chapters uh, of the Bible as well. It's such a good chapter. I was I was reading through it, meditating on it this morning, and uh, man, it's a powerful, powerful chapter. Um, the term, so the term "no condemnation" is used in a judicial setting. Uh, in fact, uh, if we look at the Webster's 1828, uh, the the definition for condemnation is the act of condemning, the ju- judicial act of declaring one guilty and dooming him to punishment. So the reality is that we all face this judgment, the judgment of God. Second uh, Corinthians five ten says, "For for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil." And so, according to this verse, we we're going to appear before. Christ, who Christ, who is is the judge, um, God has granted Jesus the authority to execute this judgment. Uh, John five twenty seven says, and He, referring to God, has given Him Jesus authority to execute judgment because He is the Son of Man. So, if we were to look at it kind of uh, in a judicial setting, um, we are the defendants in this case. Satan is the accuser or the prosecutor who, according to Revelation twelve ten, accuses us day and night. Uh, the charge brought to us is that we are guilty of sin and condemned to eternity in hell. Um, notice it's it's not Jesus who condemns, though. Uh, Sasso mentioned earlier, uh, we're, we're all born sinners, and by default, we're already condemned. And according to Romans 6, 23, the penalty for this sin or for our sin is death. Okay, so I'm sorry I'm taking us down the, the negative here. <laughs> but hold on, hold on. We got it. There's good news coming. We got a remedy. We got a remedy for the condemnation here. So so it's awesome. a minute ago you you asked the question, how does you know how can one become a a member of the family of God? And so we're getting there. Um so as we stick to this judicial setting, the most fascinating and amazing and loving thing uh just happened. The judge, Jesus, stepped down from the bench. Mm. And he exchanged his righteousness for our sin. He died the death that we were meant to die. He took my place on the cross. Amen. John three sixteen through 18 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. So Amen. Jesus, the judge, took my punishment on the cross so that I might be saved. 
And I say might because because there there's there's a caveat there, right? He says you must believe. Uh, these verses are clear. You have to you you must you must believe in him. I must believe in him. Uh, and, and when you're reading the Greek in these words, I've done some study on this. When when uh, when you read the word in it, it's it should be translated on. So if we were to read the verses, uh, the verse, it would say that whoever believes on him. So it's not it's not a mere believing in, in someone, but casting your full dependence on someone to save you. In other words, I'm fully depending and trusting that Jesus took my place on the cross and that he died and rose on the third day and that his act of love has forgiven and cleansed me of my sin. And man, I would say, like, I remember back in the day, um, we used to go camping to, um, it's gone, they named it several different things, but there was a Manzanita in Sedona, like Oak Creek, and then we went to another, I think it was called Cave Springs or something like that. And there was a water hole out there, and um, my dad, you know, scared to swim, don't know why I could swim, but it was like eight foot, and he would say, if you could swim in six foot, you're four foot two, you could swim in 20, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. But I was scared, and sure. he would say, "I'm gonna, we're gonna go to this side of the, I'm gonna go to the other side of the creek here." And I would not even think about it, jump up, up on his back, so I was on him, right? And that's what I think of, of salvation: that I am putting my full jumping on the back of Jesus and grabbing him, and ex- not not worrying about drowning, not worrying about how I'm gonna get to their side, but putting my full dependence, just right. like I did my dad, or like as a kid, right? A childlike faith that he talks about in the scriptures, and you just go. Yeah, there's always a, you know, the, there's always a, a parallel, right? Like somebody uses, uh, I know there's the tightrope thing, you know, uh, mm-hmm. with a wheelbarrow crossing. I think it was, what, what was the name of that um, that person that would do that? Um, Over Niagara Falls and yeah, craziness? Who, not Houdini. It was, was an evil Knievel? Or? I don't remember the name. There, you can read about it. Some people even say that's not even true. But I mean, I think about it even just in simple terms, like, like you, you go on an airplane, right? You can, you can look at airplanes go up and you can say, yeah, I believe that airplane can fly and get to that destination. But... You really don't truly believe until you step on that plane. Until you get on the plane and you put your entire dependence on that pilot to get you from point A to point B. That's putting your dependence on it. So it's it's fully trusting in Jesus because we have the tendency to want to um, put our two cents in. We want to you know we want to have our good works and we want to hold the door open for little old ladies and say that counted for something, <laughs> but but it doesn't. It counts for nothing. I mean the the, the scripture is clear and Isaiah says that our, our good works are as filthy rags and, and our dependence must be entirely and only on Jesus. And we're not tipping the scales. In, in no, <laughs> no, 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 not goodness. even, not even close. Not even close. Do you want to take a commercial break at this time? Yeah, let's go ahead and, uh, let's go ahead and uh, pause for commercial and uh, we'll, we'll be right back. Hello, this is Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115. Okay, and we're back. So, uh, Sasa, go ahead and uh, finish this up, man. Take us home. All right, let's let's get to the finish line here. Maybe another 45 minutes. Who knows how it goes? <laughs> you know how it goes. Uh, John three seventeen. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And that's the good news, right? That the world might be saved. That's the salvation, yeah. the gospel. That's, that's the good news. Uh, Isaiah 55, 7. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. 
and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Um, and what a great thing is when, you know, like a, a president will come in and before he leaves office, he'll pardon somebody that maybe they felt was unjustly sent to prison for life or death row. And everybody rejoices. And that's just the human life, and which is precious in the sight of God. But more, right. how more so is the eternal life with, mm. spending all eternity with him. And just like you read, Ben, John, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Mm. Uh, I was watching a little bit of a court case. Uh, they do court cases, whatever. And the, the man that had that sign with the rainbow head, um, he kind of went off the deep end. But I remember at football games, you would see this man where it have John 316 uh, behind the field goal post. Or I think it was like in the 70s, 80s, um, which dates me a little bit. But yeah, it was just he always had that sign. And if you looked that up, it's it's still a verse of tremendous hope mm. um, for the lost and uh, rejoice for those that are, are Christians. Romans 623, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through mm. Jesus Christ, our Lord. I love gifts, Ben, and uh, more so <laughs> even the gift of God, right? Because that's an eternal gift that will never uh, go away. Well, um, and it's interesting because you have people that say, you know, um, how can this gift be free? You have these people, you know, um, I don't understand. All you got to do is believe, you know, you don't have, there's something you got to do, but but it is, it, it is a free gift, but, but it wasn't free to God. I mean, God paid dearly with his sending his son to die on the, on the cross, so it was a tremendous sacrifice, although the gift is free. And that's what I don't understand when people say that, because um, my grandfather was kind of like that, too. He said that, you know, how can I do nothing for it? But just the concept of a gift that you would give to anybody else. Right. It's free to you, but it costs somebody something. Right. Right. So right. You, I, and that's why it's so hard for me to understand, like, why can't you understand the concept when I don't know anybody that's not received a gift in their life. Right. And they've taken it and they haven't said, well, how much do I owe you? Right, right. Yeah, you don't pay for your birthday nah, gifts, like, ah, Christmas gifts. You then don't. You're pay. All, then you're all mad. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Just give me the give you. Know. I, you know, I was saying anything, but I'm not uh, a barn door. But uh, you know, just somebody give you a hard time about it, um, and it's it's a free gift, right? It's it cost you absolutely nothing. We're going to get into uh, Romans five. I, I love this this chapter very much. So mm. we're gonna we're gonna get into a lot of reading here. So uh, bear with us. Uh, Romans five. Therefore, being justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulations worketh patience, Mm -hmm. and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. When we were in that condemned state, um, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. When we were yet without anything, when we were in our worst state, um, just I always say this in my wife, right? If she knew all the things I would do, I'd, I'll never, you're never going to cry. And then she's crying the first day of our marriage. Um, if she knew all that, would she still make that same decision? But Christ knew all of that, mm. but chose yeah. to still die for us because he loved us. Amen. Uh, much more than being now justified. So we've been saved if you've accepted him. Now being justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, 
much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. God died for us in our sinful condition, a condition where the wrath of God was upon us. There is joy in God through the Lord Jesus Christ who washed us clean and gave us the hope mm. of all hopes. What a God mm. that we have. Amen. Um, and wherefore, as by one, going back to scripture, sorry, that was a, kind of a break there. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, that apple, right, got us. And, um, yep. and so death passed upon all men for all that have sinned. So there's not one that was born saved. There's not one that Ben mm-hmm. talked about earlier. Um, I've not, there's no such thing as I've always been a Christian. Um, we were all born sinners into this world. Or, or, you know, you think about, um, you think about, uh, like the Pope, you know, uh, he's included in there or, you know, uh, the Dalai Lama, or, you know, you think of these people who are, you know, mother Teresa, you know, these people that have, are, are very esteemed in society because, you know, it, it seems like they don't sin, but it's clear everybody everybody was born into sin and the pope now i mean <laughs> that's not hard to believe what the things that are going on in the uh, the church there that's unfortunate but uh and i mean i think he's looked at like he's a deity um very much so and he which is a pretty great sin yeah you know to be right yeah it's pretty bad um for until the law sin was in the world but sin is not imputed when there is no law Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. So his gift extends to all men, just like sin was passed to all men. So his gift extends to all men as well. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift, for the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. Mm. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which received abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteous of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification. Of life, for as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Amen. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. By the offense of one came our condemnation, but with the payment of our sin from God's beloved Son came our came out great hope and salvation, the acceptance of the free gift that we might be justified through him. We were once bound to hell as sin, but now we are bound to heaven that his grace might reign through righteousness. We get to spend all eternity with the one who redeemed us and bought us back with his blood. Amen. Um, He parted us from that condemnation and he had given us an eternal home that he is now preparing for us as we speak. Um, hopefully we'll have a mansion on the same street. I don't know how that's going to work out or where we're at, but, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. You know, um, Sunday morning, pastor Chris had, uh, brought up, uh, a slide of the, I guess there's a replacement for the Hubble telescope. Oh yeah. 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 And, uh, he showed a, an image of, I guess there was this dark area of the universe wherever they, they pointed the camera and they, they, I guess took a picture and it shows all of these galaxies. I don't know. So I, I, I'm, I'm thrilled about going to the mansion, but man, I hope, 
I hope I can float around the universe and just go check out all of these these uh, galaxies and planets and I mean there's so much out there. It's just it's a ama- God's creation is just so How far amazing. did he say it was? Oh, it's it's billions of I don't know if, light years, right? Light years. Oh yeah. Like uh, you're you, you put a million lifetimes and you would never you get to get that there. point. Can you imagine? I mean that's just I mean cuz God exists out of time obviously outside of time. Um, and it's his creation, but I just can't imagine what it would be like to, I mean, he was talking about that, that, uh, I don't know what it's called. It's not the Hubble telescope, but it's another telescope. Oh, the new one? The new one. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it, he said it's, uh, I guess it's orbiting the sun. And, uh, can you imagine like you're just floating around around the sun, just checking it out? How like, did it get burnt up? That's what I don't understand. It must not be getting too close. I don't know. It must. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that works, man. Just think of us. We get, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We're 70, in Arizona. It was 70 degrees in San Diego and we're still getting 10. Bro, I was at the Nationals game. I mean, at the San Diego Padres game and I was like, my nose got sunburned. I never, I didn't realize I could get sunburned. Yeah. yeah. I was like, because I usually just get brown like a piece of bread. You know what I mean? It rises like panza and then it gets brown. Um, but I, I don't get red, but I got red. Um, yeah, and that was really neat to see is, and that's the vastness of the universe, right? Not even just, we think of the world right. and how small we are oh, yeah. in the world. Yeah. And the world is so, the earth is such a small thing and the, the, you know, the galaxy and it's amazing. It is. Some of those images were just, it's, they're breathtaking. And how long did that thing, and it was going like, what, 600 miles an hour for a year? Oh, it's something crazy it's like that. It's cruising pretty fast, bro. And it was, and it's, now it's over, the, I mean, that's how fast it's going. Yeah. And it's still not even close. I wonder if it has another destination after the sun, if it's going somewhere else. But you just think you'll never hit the end. You'll never hit no, like a, the no. Truman Show where, <laughs> where you hit the wall. Like God's universe is so expansive. Oh, oh, yeah. Like you can't, there's not enough life to live no, to get to that point. No, yeah. That thing will run out of juice before it goes. Um, so as we close, I just have a couple questions for those of you that are listening. Um, does the wrath of God abide on you? Are you in an unadopted state at this time in your life? Do you not even realize... The, the spiritual massive heart attack that is inside of you um, if you choose not to accept him. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Are, are you one that's religious mm. and feel like you've always been saved when the Bible clearly tells you that is not, not the case? If you were to die tonight, where would you go? Um, does that thought alone scare you? Um, you know, where, where, where would God have you? Yeah, and, and, and another question too, um, just I thought of it right now as you were, you were closing with these questions. Um, because that's for an unbeliever, and, and I know we're gonna we're gonna address believers here in a minute. But what about what about the believer who is playing church and and is portraying that he's saved? He he speaks Christian. He's and does all the does all the things. But then the scriptures do tell us that there there will be people that that come to to the end of life and say, Lord, Lord, and and what does Jesus say? I I, I never knew you. You know, Lord, I've done. I've done this in your name. I've done, I've served you. I've done this. But he says, I, I never knew you depart from me, you evil workers of iniquity. And so I guess my, my thing is also is for the Christian just to really be sure, really be sure. Um, it, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen where. We've seen it recently, right? Yeah. With people that have gone away. Just, yeah, just fallen away. I mean, they were serving and then, I mean, it's one extreme to the, to the next and it's very sad. And it's like the scriptures do say. I mean, it says that I believe in First John, which is where it says they were never of us. And, you know, you can appear like you're saved. You can appear like you're doing all of the right things and you're going through the motions. 
Um, it's just like in basketball, if you go through the motions, it's, it's not good enough. You're, you're, you're not going to be good enough. You can't just go through the motions. You have to learn the skill sets and learn how to really play the game in order to, to be successful. And in the Christian life, it's the same. You need to be sure that you're saved. You need to be sure that you are part of the family of God because it, there's going to be a day uh, when you when you face Jesus face to face and he may say, I never knew you. And that's, that's a very sobering thought. Yeah, that's that's the final condemnation, right? Is when he says, "Well, there's no second chance. There's no, there's no uh, purgatory or you know, get out of hell card, whatever." People praying for you. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's even like that. Going back to that Luke 16 story, uh, you know, the rich man looking uh, at Abraham and, and saying, "Hey, you know, hey, can you have Lazarus dip his finger in water and cool my tongue, and can you go warn my brothers and?" And Lazarus or and Abraham says no. I mean, they have the blo- they have the prophets, and they had them. And yeah, if, if they're not going to believe the scriptures, why why would they believe someone coming back from the dead? There's just you're, it's it's not going to happen. So be sure. That's my well, that's my the, challenge. That's what he says too, right? The narrow is the way. And if we're to believe the Bible, then we know that even in the church, it's narrow is the way. Yeah, uh, I would imagine you'd have a more concentrated number of people that would be yeah. going to heaven. But Jim Berg talks about it too. He said, you know, if you uh, live in sin and you love it, then you're probably not saved is a sign of a Christian is you cannot, you know, the, the flesh and yeah. doesn't go together with the spirit. Yeah, if you're in they, sin and you loathe it, then you're, yeah. then you're probably born again. Right. Um, or you don't want to be around God's people or right. you don't want to be involved in the church and I don't want right. to be around people. Right. I, I don't know if you can call it, cause that it's a natural desire to be around the, the people of God. Right. Just like Sunday mornings, you know, you look forward to, you know, singing and, worshiping and having a message and, yeah. you know, learning something in Sunday school. I mean, it's, uh, to me, it's an exciting day. It didn't always used to feel that way, <laughs> but just lately as I just feel like, man, that's it's, and Friday night's the same. It's just yeah. something I look forward to. It's a spiritual. And if those things aren't evident in your life and you despise being around God's people or you despise being in the church, like they say, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself because that's maybe you're not saved, you know, uh, maybe you're not in the family of God. Um, so how about you, Christian, as we talk about those that are believers here, um, do you have the joy of the Lord as your strength? Are you this, as we talked about these verses that, uh, talked about no condemnation or about the love of God, the gift of God, did, did that encourage you? Uh, were you excited to hear that? Did you, maybe you were Jeff gracious and you said, Amen. Amen. um, <laughs> did, did you say that internally? Maybe you don't say it outwardly. Um, with that, did that encourage you? Are you thankful to be part of the family of God, or do you despise that you don't get to sin like others? Uh, I know there's some that are out there like, hey, I'm not prosperous, or I can't do this because I'm a Christian. Um, be, be thankful. We should be, have a thankful heart for, for God for adopting us into mm-hmm. his family. Um, I'm grateful to be a part of the family of God, and I look forward to the day when I will exit this road and be with him. Uh, for all eternity, and that day's coming. I, I don't know when. I, I, I could have a ticking time bomb in my heart. I don't know. That's why I sleep to the east, being just in case. <laughs> if the rapture comes, I'm ready. And I'll just close with this verse in First John 3, verses, 1 John 3, verses 1 through 2. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it hath not yet appear. But we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Amen. Amen and amen to that. 
Well, everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. If I could just encourage you to head over to AbundantLife.fm, check out our show notes. Uh, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you for uh, for all you viewers out there on YouTube. And uh, we look forward to our next episode coming up, hopefully a little sooner than this one did. Yeah, hopefully. So, and we have a special guest coming up, Ben. Uh, people would uh, be... We do. Here in, a, here in the next couple episodes, we have a really special guest coming up. So we're really excited about that. Actually, we, we've got a couple uh, guests lined up uh, yeah. here in the next couple months. And uh, we're, we're really excited about it. So um, there's some really good things coming. So, hey, guys, thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. Thank you. Yep, and thank you. we'll see you next time. All right. Till next time. Bye thank for you. now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Abundant Life Podcast. We pray you were blessed by today's episode. Please visit us online at AbundantLife.fm. Until next time, may God bless you.